Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. This week, we've got two special guests in our studio today. Caleb Hicks is the Communications and Membership Director for the Alabama Poultry and Egg Association, and Kayla Greer is the Director of Communications for the Alabama Cattlemen's Association. Caleb and Kayla, welcome to the AgCast. Thanks for having us. Good to be here, Mike. Thanks. Well, we are uh, very excited because although you do great in your day-to-day job, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the other day-to-day job that you guys are doing, and that's with a brand new campaign called Down to Earth. Tell the audience a little bit, what is Down to Earth? Down to Earth is a one-year public education campaign that's designed to teach consumers about the sustainable and conservation-minded farming practices that Alabama's farmers, ranchers, and forest landowners have adopted and have been practicing voluntarily for generations. Um, We know that. We know that they've been doing that, but it's time that we as communicators step up and do a better job of telling that story. A few months ago, or it's nearly a year ago now, a few of us were having a conversation at lunch, and it was me and Kayla and Deborah Davis, and, and we just were all talking about how there's a need for a communications effort to talk about what sustainability is to tell the public of what farmers and ranchers and landowners are doing as Kayla said and if we don't tell our own story for farmers then someone else is going to tell it for us so we saw a true need for something like this and then the conversation just grew from there we started getting involved with other groups and talking to them about it and they they came on board with it and then we started actually coming up with the name down to earth and and that process we actually worked with a group of um, alpha folks here at the office to have a focus group and ask them ask insurance employees what sustainability meant to them and what what they thought would go into a campaign like this because they're sort of an outsider group they don't you know that's they don't hear about sustainability every day like we do so it was great to have outside opinions on that and to really lay the groundwork and help us come up with the messaging and the key points that we are going to try to make throughout this campaign and honestly going back to the inception of this also you know it 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 started as a conversation of, you know, I don't know about you guys, but sustainability is an intimidating term to me. You know, it's not exactly easy to define. Most people use the word sustainable when defining sustainability. It's one of those complicated type of words. So, you know, instead of Caleb at Poultry and Egg coming up with a campaign that uses some facts and stats and lays sustainability out one way and then the Federation doing it another way and then Cattlemen's doing it another way and so on and so forth, you know, we came together and said, you know, this is a tough topic to accomplish. So instead of each of us, all nine of our different partner organizations doing this individually and maybe doing it okay individually, we decided that synergetically we could come together and probably knock this out of the park better, you know, better together. That's right. Uh, There was just a launch March 31st. uh, But before we, I'd like to talk about that a little bit, but tell us what are the goals? So we have a goal you know, an original onset goal of reaching one one million consumers with this messaging. Um, we're pretty proud that we've already had the potential to pass that. 
um, with our down to earth day press release that um, the folks here at the Federation helped type up and put together. Um, that got picked up on the wire across the nation. We have a potential reach already of 19 and a half million folks. So we're really excited about that. <laughs> so I guess job well done. We, we're done. <laughs> we, we can, can go out. Yeah, we, we're done. No, no, no. no. <laughs> the fun is really just beginning. You know, at the at the beginning discussion of this, we started talking about, okay, at the Cattlemen's, what is sustainability? You know, what are the key talking points that y'all hit on at the Cattlemen's? Same thing for poultry and eggs. Same thing for the Federation. And we all kind of pulled those points together and started putting them in categories, you know, developing what are going to be our topics of conversation because we could go on for years, honestly, talking about different things as, as, as new sustainable practices evolve. But really, we as a group were able to establish what we're calling our big six topics. Um, and that's we've broken them up throughout the year to kind of match them with seasonality. And so we're excited. You know, right now we're in carbon emissions. Why are we in carbon emissions? Um, well, because we're gluttons for punishment and love to start with the hardest yeah, the topic first. first. Yeah, right. I mean, so instead, you know, instead of starting with something easy, we just decided to start with something hard. But really, the reason that we did that was because we just had Earth Day on um, April 22nd. And what is the main talking point around Earth Day in the media? Carbon, greenhouse gas emissions, um, carbon capture, carbon storage converting carbon, all the carbon conversations are happening. So that's where, why we're in that season right now. And um, we're, we're going to move forward with our other points. Caleb, you want to talk about some of those? Sure. So after we get done with carbon emissions, that's going to last from April to May. We're going to start on animal and plant efficiency. You know, we're growing more and using less. We really want to focus on how animal genetics have come a long way in the last 50, 60, even 100 years and how we're using GMOs to for drought-tolerant crops and um, uh, disease-resistant crops. And we're, then after that, we're going to finish that up in July. We're going to get into data and technology. You know, farmers can remotely manage their business through their smartphones. Everybody sees technology these days and how advanced it's come. And a lot of people think that farmers just are you know driving their own tractors and having to plant crops by hand well that's not the case anymore you know we have gps driving tractors that drive themselves and we're able to control farms from our smartphones and and being able to control the temperature of a chicken house through an app instead of actually having to hand manually go down there and change things out you can just do it by the click of a button and that will finish up in September and then we'll start with conserving natural resources for October and November you know we farmers are very proud of their land that they nurture and grow their crops on raise their families on and they want to protect it for the future and then after that in November we'll finish up we'll, we'll go into smart land use for December and January we Farmers care about the land that they, they produce crops on, as I've said. So these two, conserving natural resources and smart land use, sort of go hand in hand with with creating more, growing more crops with less land. You know, we're producing more food on a tighter amount. Cropland is getting smaller and smaller. So farmers are having to grow more in smaller spaces than they ever have before. And we'll finish that up in January and then in February of 2023 in March, we're going to end the whole campaign with sustaining for the future. 97% of Alabama farms are family owned and 93% of Alabama's 23.1 million acres of forest land are privately owned. 
farmers care about what they're doing in the jobs that they have been tasked with and to protect that land for the future generations is something that they care more about than just about anything because if, if it weren't for that land that they are raising their families on then we would not they wouldn't be able to feed their families anymore that that is a great point and and as you're as you're talking about these different topics uh, i was thinking that those that define the terms control the argument when especially when you're talking about the environment and so those that uh, by their in their hearts they they love the earth and they want to sustain the earth but their idea of sustaining is totally different than the idea of someone who actually works on the land on a daily basis a farmer and if if you don't think a farmer doesn't love the earth and the land and want to sustain it then you don't know a farmer that's, because they're 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 all about that, isn't that right? That's absolutely correct. And you know, it sounds you know we're like we're preaching to the choir, right? You know, we know this stuff. We know that our farmers and ranchers know this stuff. They they know it better than anybody because it's their everyday job. I mean, you guys are putting the boots on the ground. You're out there doing this stuff every day. So that's where we're coming in as agricultural communication specialists, mm-hmm. and we're saying, okay, you guys are doing your job, but we're not doing our job of telling this story. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions out there and a lot of bad stories being put out about these anti-sustainability efforts in, in all reality. And and so it's time that we step up and do a better job of, of tackling this topic. And that that's where this comes into play. That is what this is for. And honestly, there's never been another campaign like this. You know, we hope that Alabama is kind of carrying the baton for other states to start doing a similar campaign. You know, there are nine stakeholders that are a part of this working group that have developed this campaign. Um, uh, I, I really should not get into listing them all because I'm going to forget somebody, but I, I think I've got it. It's the Alabama Agribusiness Council, the Alabama Association of RC&D Councils, Alabama Cattlemen's Association, Alabama Cooperative Extension System, the Department of Agriculture and Industries and Commissioner Rick Pate, the Alabama Farmers Federation, the Alabama Forestry Commission, Alabama Poultry and Egg Association, and, and Sweet Grown Alabama. Those are all people that have assigned their communications departments to work as part of this campaign. You know, we've been meeting for over a year now, and it's taken us that long to just hit out the details of what this is going to look like. And so last month when we kicked this thing off, I mean, it was it was a, the culmination of a lot of work, and really the work was just beginning. So, Well, tell, tell us about that kickoff. That was a great event, and uh, we had a very special guest show up. And t- Tell us about what happened there. Yes, yeah, so we kicked off on March the 31st, 2022, this past month, and we had a fantastic day out at the Pike Road Ag Center. We appreciate Mayor Stone, Mayor Gordon Stone, and the town of Pike Road for ha- letting us host that event out there. We had 200 local fourth grade students students from Pike Road schools attend a field trip portion of the kickoff day. So they got to go around and visit one of the each of the big six topics and learn more about what relates to those topics from different Alabama groups who are associated with that. And they got to visit with farmers who were there. And then we had a press conference portion of the day. We actually were able to get the governor down and she proclaimed March 31st down to earth day so we certainly appreciate her and her efforts to promote this campaign and promote agriculture in general and then we 
opened it up to the public. We had several hundred members come out, consumers come out from the public and attend, and we still had a lot of the booths set up there for the big six, and they were able to peruse around and, and learn more about what this campaign is and what farmers do. And um, we had a media competition there. We had media personalities who paired with several farmers to compete. They were they had to wear biosecurity suits. They had to dig fire lanes. They, they had played, to be like a farmer for a day. Really, that's right, yeah. exactly. And they they played agriculture Jeopardy. So, and I think they learned a lot from that whole experience. And it was great to have them out there and be a part of that. But it was especially great to have the governor out there and and her really just she's a true friend of agriculture and and the industry. And we certainly appreciate her. Absolutely, yeah. It was a a wonderful day. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. So let's uh, let's speak to two different aspects of our audience. We've got our farmers out there, and then we've got our non-farmers. Uh, what can they do? How can they support this great effort? So to the farmers out there, you know, we invite you guys to share your story. We actually have a pretty robust list of spokespeople um, across the state, across commodities, across um, comfortability with the different talking points. And we are thrilled to have such a robust list that we can provide if the media were to want to do an interview. But listen, this is your story. Tell it. You know, what, right. in whatever means you can, whether you're active on social media, whether you are part of a civic group, um, whether you, you just like to talk after church, you know, whatever the case may be, share your story. Consumers are, are, no pun intended, are hungry for this type of information. They want to know where their food comes from. I know we say that so often. You know, we always say the phrase, consumers nowadays want to know where their food comes from. Well, how else are they going to learn if we don't tell them where it comes from? So, you know, this is your story. We're hope we're hopeful that we're giving you a pedestal to help you tell it better and, and more effectively and maybe with a little a little backup choir in the background. Um, but we can't tell this story without you guys and your work. So if if you tell it, we'll we'll be back here ready to promote it. Um, so that's to the farmers and then to the consumers. You know, there's so much out there floating around. I encourage you, if you hear something that you're just not sure about, don't Google it. Find a farmer, find one of these partners that I've listed a little while ago, find the Down to Earth Facebook page, go to our website, uh, downtoearthal.com, and, and truly take some time to research and learn. You know, it's so easy just to say, well, I heard it on Facebook and that, you know, that, that's the gospel. It's, it's not. Um, our, our farmers and ranchers and forest land owners are really doing some incredible things. It can, it can make you emotional. I've, I've spoken on this topic a couple of times, and there have been times that I have gotten emotional speaking about it because, gosh, they're just doing such a good job. <laughs> and they do it with such good intentions. You know, these these are multi-generation farmers, and their only goal is to leave it to their to their children better than they found it. You know, we all live by the, the policy that we don't inherit the land from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. And and so please know that and please just be willing to have an open mind and go learn more and let down to earth guide the way. Amen. 
Wow. Any, that was outstanding. <laughs> uh, Caleb, anything to add to that? Yeah, we just appreciate everyone spreading the down-to-earth message of what we're doing and what our goals are and what we're trying to accomplish here, Mike. It's, it's really been a great run so far, and, and like Kayla said, the work has just begun. We've got almost a full year left of, of campaigning to do and, and telling the public about what we're doing and for this campaign, and we really appreciate y'all having us here today and, and helping us to spread the word. Well, wonderful. Well, we will put links in the show notes of this podcast so that everyone can take advantage of that and uh, can uh, get involved as as much as they can. But uh, Caleb and Kayla, thank you so much for being with us today on the Alabama AgCast. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. Welcome to this week's AgCast wrap-up. This is Carla Hornady, Commodity Director at the Alabama Farmers Federation. Has new crop cotton met its pre-harvest high? Where and when will new crop prices top out? These are questions many are trying to answer. Markets do not like uncertainty. Crop progress, demand, and the growing fear of a recession all affect the market. A recent USDA crop progress report shows that across the country, we are ahead of average in planning. Coming off last year's 17.5 million bale crop, the 2022 U.S. crop is currently estimated to be 16.5 million bales. We know this could drastically change depending on how much dryland cotton in West Texas and Oklahoma is abandoned. Despite recent rains in West Texas, they were only light and did not affect the difference in the drought conditions. Current export forecast from USDA shows 14.75 million bales of exports for the 2021 crop. With a little over 11 reporting weeks remaining, shipments must average roughly 465,000 bales per week to meet the projection. At our current pace, exports will come up short over 600,000 bales. Add to that, there's a growing fear a deep recession is inevitable. Worse yet, these trying economic conditions are not confined to the U.S. Consumers worldwide are contending with inflationary pressures. Dr. Don Shirley in a recent article says it best. I'm not necessarily trying to paint a pessimistic picture. I'm trying to draw the grower's attention to possible scenarios. Anything is possible. You can find the complete articles on agfacts.com. Thanks for joining us. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash AgCast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.